So we're holding by Parachav Beis, Pasuk Tezvav. The learning tonight should be Eschusi Lenishmas, Yecheskel Shraga Ben Avram Yehuda. So we learned previously that after Shaul accuses Achimelech of aiding and abetting David and helping him escape, so Achimelech responds that first of all, David is still your faithful servant. He's always been uh, respectful of you and always followed your commands. So first of all, David's not a rebel. And in Pasuk Tezvav, he continues, he continues by defending himself. Is today the first day that I started inquiring with the Urmetumim, with Hashem, on his behalf? It would be a desecration to me, it would be sacrilegious for me to go and betray the king. The king should not accuse his servant of anything. The Chobay Savi or my father's household. In other words, not me and not my father's household. We did nothing against you. We, your servant, didn't know anything, whether great or small, about any of this. We had no idea that David was running and that he was rebelling against you and that we were aiding a rebel of the king. We meant nothing of this. We're innocent bystanders that are being dragged into this against our will. There's two ways of understanding. Today I began. Either it could be a rhetorical question or it could be a statement. So, according to the first way of learning, Achimelech here was saying, hey, rhetorically, do you think today is the first day that I asked on his behalf, on David's behalf with the Urmatum? Meaning, I've been doing it for a while now because there's a, uh, you're allowed to, there's Rishus for me to inquire with the Urmatum on behalf of anyone who is a public servant, anyone who is acting on behalf of the Tzibur, as we saw from the Mishnah. So therefore, says Achimelech, I've been doing it for a while, and before David was ever a rebel, and before any of this ever, ever came to pass. So Achimelech was trying to calm Shaul that he, did not, he, he, that he sees that asking and inquiring on David's behalf with Dermatumim was not a rebellious act. But the Medrash says that it only made Shaul even angrier, because Shaul now believed Achimelech was admitting that he not only betrayed him today, but he also betrayed him for many, many times previously. So then that this had been going on for a while, this betrayal. So it only made Shaul um, angrier at Achimelech to the point where he pronounced the death sentence on him. The Redak learns it differently that the statement of Achimelech is that he's saying, it's a statement, Today is the first time I did it. I had no idea that David was running away from you. And had I known, I never would have asked to earn the on his behalf. And that's why the Radak learns that the Pasuk continues, that it would be a desecration for me, meaning, had I known that he was running away from Shaul, it would have been a desecration of me to ask the Urmetumah on a rebel's behalf, on someone who's being married by Malchus. And therefore, Achimach promises that he would never do it again. Now, what about the fact, our Babanel says, what about the fact, where's Achimach's defense of the fact that he provided David with food and a sword? So Barbanel says that probably he mentions it, but the Pazik does, doesn't see fit to uh, tell us about it, but probably Achimelech mentions it as well. Me'am Loyes learns that Achimelech never got a chance to mention it because Shaul must have cut him off by pronouncing a death sentence on him before Achimelech even had a chance to defend himself, to defend his actions about providing David with bread and a sword. Achimelech sees fit in the Pasuk to defend not only himself but his entire family because presumably from the fact that Shaul summoned the entire family means that Shaul is implicating them all in this collusion, in this rebellion against him. And so therefore, Achimelech, the Redak says, Achimelech felt the need not only to defend himself but to defend his entire family as well. So Shaul responds, Vayemer HaMelech, the king says, and here once again, the Dasaifim says, Shaul is referred to as the Melech because he's exercising his authority as the king, or because Shaul is acting with the intent of 
defending the authority of the Malchus, right, from David, that David is trying to take the throne away from Shaul. So Shaul is acting uh, to, to put down the rebellion, so he's acting in the defense as, uh, of the Malchus. That's why he's referred to as Amalek. So Amalek, so the king says, Thomas Achimelech, Achimelech, you're hereby sentenced to death. You and your entire father's house. The double ocean of Mois Thomas is, well, first of all, Shaul does not have to consult the Bezdin because that's a right that a Melech has, that when he wants to put down a rebellion, he has the ability to sentence to death re- re- rebellers, right, people who are married B'Malchus without checking with the Bezdin first, without basically going through the judicial process. The double ocean of Mois Thomas, there's two Pshatim in it, according to the Kliyakar, Mois Thomas means not only are you going to die, but your entire family is going to be wiped out and cease to exist, which what would have happened, except for the fact that Hashem saves Evyasar, one son of Achimelech, is able to escape so that the family is not completely wiped out. Chemis Anach learns that the double ocean of Mois Thomas is that, you, that Shaul is accusing Achimelech of sinning against him both Hashem and himself. He sinned against Hashem by inquiring the Urmatumim on David's behalf, and he sinned against the king by showing support to David. Now Shaul needs someone to carry it out. So Yomar HaMelech, the king said, Laratzim, Hanitzav Malav, to his footmen, right? Or the Metzutah says, Ratzim were the runners, the, the servants who ran in front of the king's chariot. Hanitzav Malav, who were waiting on him, basically stationed nearby for any command that Shaul had. The, the Medrash actually says, which Rashi brings down, that these Avodim were none other than the great generals and great Sadiqim, Avner and Amasa. So Shaul says to them, Saibu v'hamisu Hashem. Surround and kill the Kayanim of Hashem. He commands them to carry out the death sentence. Why? So Shaul continues, Higam Yadam im David. First of all, their hand is also with David. And v'chiyadu ki bayreachu. They knew that he was running away from me, and they didn't inform me about it. However, the king's servants do not want to, they refuse to stretch forth their hand to kill the Kayanim of Hashem. So Rashi says that even though it's a chiyuf to obey the command of the king, and if you fail to do so, you are a mori b'machus yechayv misa. But however, Avner and Amasa realized that this was connected to Torah, and therefore they were allowed to disobey the king's command. Uh, the Malbim says that the reason why they refused is that they sensed that this whole accusation of Shaul was completely false. It was based on false reasoning, and therefore uh, there was no, uh, they, they were not, the kahadim were not really deserving of death. Kliyakar adds from the words that not only did Avner and Amasa not obey the king, but they even protected the Kehanim against the other servants of Shaul until Doig himself overpowers them, we'll see next time, and uh, uh, oversees the death sentence himself and massacres the entire city of Kehanim. Now, there's a very interesting Medrash I just want to end off with. Medrash says that, you'll recall, we always uh, we discussed several times about whether a public servant, whether you're allowed to ask the Urmitumim on behalf of a public servant, and this was the whole question of, was David, was, was Achimelech Mutter to ask the Urmitumim on David's behalf or not? Now, this question really would have come down to whether Achimelech was a Mari B'machas, if he recognized David as a king by consulting the Urmitumim, or no, as a public servant, it was Mutter to consult the Urmitumim. So Achimelech and Avner, I'm sorry, rather Avner and Amasa went around the entire Bezdin all over Klai Yisrael to see if there was any shita that held that a public figure is allowed to ask the Urmitumim. This is hinted at to with the words Saibu Vihamisu, which translates as circulate amongst the Bezdins around the land before you kill the Kaihanim to see if they're Chayv Misa.